Welcome to Combinations and Permutations, the Mathematical Podcast, coming to you from a secret location in Vegas Valley. Hello, I am your host, Samuel Hansen, and you are listening to Combinations and Permutations, episode 59, brought to you by AcmeScience.com. On today's episode, we talk about effective methods described in well-expressed instructions. That's right, we're talking about algorithms. Oh, and we also lay out some plans for a combinations and permutations book. Here we go. Hello, and welcome to Combinations and Permutations. Uh, I'm Samuel Hansen, your host, uh, and everyone else is on mute, so I can just talk right now. Uh, (laughs) We are a mathematical podcast here at Combinations and Permutations, uh, and we come to you from Las Vegas. All of this is information you probably have already heard, since you are, I am sure, just like me, completists, and have gone back and listened to every single one of the episodes in the archive. Uh, which is somewhere around 58 episodes right now. I think this is episode 59, which is pretty awesome. Uh, and uh, so uh, we have people talking in the background, but you can't really hear them because I muted them. And I'm awesome and I run the mixing board uh, because I'm your host. And so uh, joining me today, I have the official beard and winner of episode 50's quiz show, Mr. Cody Palmer. You know, that just fills me with such joy and dignity to hear that I am the combinations and permutations official beard and quiz show champion. That's, I mean, I. Well, you're the only person who can actually claim two titles here. I can't even do that. I'm just host. I, you know, I should really should get a plaque. And yeah, I'll probably have to make it myself and pay for it myself. But I should probably make myself a plaque for this. Probably. And next up, one man who I just cannot describe in any one way, Juan Mariscal. You know, Sam, it's a real privilege for me to be on this show today. I'm so thankful for everything that you do for all, for all of us. And I know I, I speak for everyone by saying this, but thank you from the bottom of our hearts, Sam. And next up, we have a completely new uh, person in this uh, podcasting room. As a matter of fact, he has taken over the room that is right next to the room we podcast in. That is right. Mr. Kevin Benton. Hello. (laughs) And finally up the man who needs no introduction and therefore won't get one. Oh, bullshit. (laughs) Brandon Metz, everyone. He has to swear before he comes on. It's part of his contract. This is true. This is true. Cody, you should put put your mic condom on a little bit more. It's kind of, you know, falling off. You know, it's going to get on your beard and mess things up if you don't. I, I I believe you are actually referring to the windscreen. That I really I wish you had a you bigger it. one because your plosives always hurt my fucking ears. I like I like my condom better. <laughs> I do too. Thank you, Juan. Thank you. Thank you. I, I, I would feel like, I mean, you guys know I don't know that much about condoms, but I would feel like a condom would go further down the mic if it was an actual to be a condom, I, I guess. No, minimalist is in now. It just covers the tip. <laughs> it's like those finger, it's like those finger condoms. I mean, I mean unlike, unlike, say, a penis... 
Uh, which gets oh inserted God. completely into orifices where you might want to cover that uh, that penis How much during insertion with a condom. A microphone very rarely gets inserted into a bodily sphincter any farther than just the tip. Therefore, you really don't need a condom to cover any <laughs> farther down than that. Okay, I can't imagine putting a microphone anywhere inside me at all. It's... <laughs> I don't know how comfortable I feel continuing this conversation. Yeah, uh, thank you, Sam, for your expertise <laughs> in this area. I feel yeah. like I've learned something. Yeah. Well, yeah, I didn't know you knew so much about. Oh, if you only knew the things that I knew. Uh, I'm sorry. Then you would like know men. nothing. <laughs> oh, that. And, said again, and right? already I know who's the first person going to be muted is probably going to be the one new person in here. <laughs> I like him. I like him. It's a good addition. Yeah, yeah, fuck you. Uh, fuck you too, Sam. Okay, so here at Combinations of Permutations, we not only talk about penises and bodily sphincters and insertion, we also talk about mathematics. See right there? This is why I'm the host. It, that was a very professional segue. And now you just ruined it by explaining it. I know. Uh, <laughs> oh, also, totally actually, actually before, we go yeah. in, before we go into the topic... Uh, which we always we always have some sort of topic that we kind of talk about on each episode. <laughs> uh, before we go into that, I want I want to broach something, an idea that a listener had for us actually. Okay, sounds good. So it's a guy fair call on Twitter. Uh, it's uh, tweeted me the other day and and said, I there seems to be no good. Actually, you know what? I should probably just bring this up just so I can it. quote him directly. Uh. uh we have listeners? Yeah, we actually have listeners. So fair call on Me? Twitter. Cool. Thanks so, for writing us. Uh, here's the tweet. He's at replying to me. Seems to be a dearth of interesting books for basic math. It's all trig for absolute twats or math for loser retards, <laughs> etc. Which is which is a true statement. And I tweeted him back with a, with a couple of uh, math titles that I quite enjoy. Ivers Peterson's uh, Mathematical Tourist or The Math Tourist. And Alex Bellis is here's looking at Euclid. That's actually pretty awesome for a name. Yeah, it is. <laughs> I, I'm very it, impressed with that. It, it really is. Um, it's much better than the English title, which is Alex's Adventures in Numberland. Yeah, that fucking sucks. But he then replied back to me with this very important statement. I want to broach this as a possible idea for all of us to do. We need a series of books written by combinations and permutations to teach this stuff. And then in quotes, as, as the first book will clearly have to start, Isaac Newton was an asshole. You know what? This, this sounds Ellipses. like an amazing idea to me. Yeah. Like, like, should we do this? Like, what would our first book be? I mean, clearly we have to start every book with Isaac Newton was an asshole and then fill up the first chapter about how he somehow screwed that up. Well, and, how, and how Leibniz completely solved it. And then you could put a chapter on complex called "fuck complex," <laughs> and then then move on, uh, yeah. and, and actually teach them something. So, maybe. so here you go, Faircall. You don't even need this. Is the audiobook version? Yeah. First first chapter: Isaac Newton was an asshole. Gottfried Wilhelm Leibniz was awesome. Okay. Second Euc chapter: Euclid owns your soul. Fuck complex. Third chapter: Cody, what's our third chapter about? Um. Well, it was likely going to be something beard-related. Certainly, <laughs> certainly anything we the Harry about. Ball theorem. Okay. Yes, I like that. That's chapter good. three is on the Harry Ball theorem, and it's going to go. This theorem is really funny. It's about Harry Balls. <laughs> <laughs> 
also has something to do with dynamical systems. The end. <laughs> okay, so Juan, what about you? You got the fourth chapter. Okay, well, the biggest problem people have in math is proofs. You know, they get after complex, you have to prove a lot of things. So we'll have a chapter on proofs. You know, uh, how do you prove this theorem? Well, assume not. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> there you go. And the always famous, come on, look at it. <laughs> it's got an eye in it. <laughs> Did, did we have an episode on proofs at one point? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Uh, did, did proofs like with talk? applications, proving OJ did do it. <laughs> <laughs> Come on, look at Assume not. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Well, well and, my, and my personal favorite, proof because I'm yelling louder than you. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, and, and Kevin, I know that you're new. I know they haven't actually contributed much to the show other than to insult me so far. I like him. But... Yeah. If I'm going to give you a chapter in this book, say chapter five, what are you going to say it's about? Uh, the table of contents and the appendix. <laughs> we'll just put them right in the okay, middle of the book. I, never mind. I now like him. I love the idea of our table of contents being chapter six. People are going to open up and be like, the fuck? What the fuck is it? Where are the contents in this shit? I, where the fuck is the index? It's not at the end. Where the hell is this? Okay. And, and I'm very proud to say that chapter six is going to be the autobiography of Samuel Hansen. Fuck no, I will burn every copy of that book. No, no, it's going to say the following. Only if I get to write it. Nope. Brandon, that just... That would be an autobiography. <laughs> Make it a biography then. Brandon, just listen. I think that you may actually appreciate this. Okay. Samuel Hansen was born. He became an enormous, pretentious asshole that no one actually likes to listen to. True. And yet somehow you still do. Maybe it's because he yells really loud. Well, I don't. The but... end. <laughs> Are you okay with that autobiography? Only if we can. Only if we, I don't think you emphasize enough how much of a Chap- okay. <laughs> Chapter seven is going to be Cody's biography of me. <laughs> chapter eight is going to be yours. Chapter nine is going to be Juan. This and book focuses is way too much Kevin's. on you. <laughs> Seeing a problem. Here. <laughs> well, Although that's we it. could just say, yeah, we. You know what? I'm okay if we just devote the last four chapters of bashing Sam. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay no. No. That. I'm completely down with that. Well. The last three chapters. Cody's yeah. going to only say nice things about me because he's Cody. What a fucking douche. You're <laughs> such a bitch, And we'll have to do a lot of research, too. I'll probably cite their chapters a lot. My chapter seven. You are only allowed <laughs> citing from two sources. Nope, three sources. Strongly connected components <laughs> interviews. Old episodes of Combinations and Permutations. No one listens to those either. <laughs> and Wikipedia. Oh, okay. So yeah. Something Wait, useful. Let, let me just ask you, Samuel, do you have a Wikipedia page? No, I'm not famous enough to have Wikipedia. Well, they, well, they say we're somebody, if somebody else writes your Wikipedia page, you'll No, 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 no. You actually have to have a certain amount of Prestige. things written about you that are not by you elsewhere on the internet. I could write a I've looked, bunch I've of looked into this. I've, 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 I've looked into this. I, I have. I, I want... I'm sure they'd be published okay. too. Uh, combinations and permutations listeners, I have a uh, homework assignment for you. Don't Please write something about me on the internet. I don't care what it is. I will agree with pretty much anything that you write. Actually, no. I will agree with anything you write if anyone calls up the fact. Check it. And if you're if if you're ripping on Sam, you get a high five from me. Yeah, you get a high five from Baronet. And so if you write things about this, I need enough things on the internet about me written by people other than me in order to have someone create a Wikipedia page about me. And so we can all edit it. Yes. 
Just think about how much fun that would be. Oh, I'm already imagining it. Yeah. Okay. Ecstatic. <laughs> okay, and so so that that's gonna be the book. At least that's the first book. I mean, I, th- I think we can probably do a large series of these. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes. And and each time there will be updated <laughs> editions of my biographies because it's very important <laughs> for the rest of the world to know everything about me. Uh, okay, so... I just realized what Chris's chapter would be. SO3 is the shiznit. <laughs> <laughs> just saying, Chris can write words? <laughs> That's true. I don't know how. But okay, that, that was just me. He's not, he's not here words. to defend himself. Yeah, yeah seriously. Oh, who okay. cares? It's Chris. Okay, so uh, let's actually get on to the meat of this episode. While while this whole discussion about this book that we're now going to write and publish has been fun, clearly, uh, we should we should actually talk about this. And now, this this is a topic that, uh, as I, I would say, most of them, but that's not entirely true at all. This is a topic that is at least close to my heart, unlike, say, the last episode's topic, which apparently was not close to any of our hearts, <laughs> and delivered one of the worst episodes of all time. To be honest, they, they can be pretty boring. It was very bad. Well, what was Te- the topic? Tessellations, but there's not much going on with that. Well, I, I think that there is, it's just... It's, you got the basic shit, and then you got the super advanced fucking yeah, shit. Yeah, and none of us knew any of the super advanced stuff, so... Yeah, that's, it's, it's partitioned that way. Really but, easy. No. But now, as I said, as I said... As I said. Are you sure? <laughs> Are you going to say something? <laughs> this is a topic that is very close to my heart. And it's a topic that is actually very close to all of our hearts. It uh, has a lot to do with one of the first things that we ever learn in mathematics at all. I, and, I mean, this is, it, it has to do a lot with, uh, with methods and lists and just a finite set of topics i mean this this is this is something i I mean it has to do with addition subtraction it has to do with computer science which is why we have kevin here has to do with so many things i just i i i seriously it's 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 super hard for me to really describe it i mean are you talking about that shit that was formalized by uh minsky and europe i mean jerovich is that what it is jerovich jerovich yeah oh clearly are we going to talk about cleaning too you, what? Wait, 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 wait. Are we talking about the thing that was created by um, Al Karwa Izmi and named after him? That's oh, a dude, an algebra dude, right? Yeah. yeah. Are, hold on. Are we talking about that one guy who. Uh, one, okay, no, no. See, see, the thing is, oddly enough, they're right. <laughs> <laughs> and Juan, on the other hand, <laughs> clearly has not gotten with the program yet, which is, by the way, a pun. Right? Right, guys? Gotten with the program? Uh, <laughs> <stupid>. <laughs> yeah. That is right, everyone. We are talking about algorithms today. And now the pun should make more sense to you now. Oh. oh. <laughs> <laughs> he still doesn't get it. He's like, he's like, oh, what? With a dead, with a stone cold dead face. He's like, what? Are you sure he wasn't just stoned high? It could not be. stoned cold. <laughs> Look at him. He's like, uh... Algae. I, I'm down with this conversation. Let, let's go. Okay. One. <laughs> what? Algae. What? And two, talk into your fucking microphone. <laughs> Mem- remember? No. Mem- <laughs> you're, you're like a whole six inches away from the mic. To the side. Yeah. Not even back from it. I was about to grab Kevin's mic and talk into that one just to be a douche. 
Uh, you don't need to try to be a douche. Ow. See, uh, right then, I just, wanted, below I, just the wanted, belt. I just wanted to take one into my bosom and just... <laughs> That's so Seriously, awkward. Seriously, do we need to talk about your bosom again this week? <laughs> Legit. Oh, yeah, last right week, here, speaking of that, last week, we had a whole contest to see who could have the most man cleavage. And I must say that I lost because I don't have man boobs like that. <laughs> See, one, you really should have been here last week. I had to do some aerobics and acrobatics and contortionist (laughs) shit to try and get a little bit. Okay, okay. So, algorithms. Algorithms, (laughs) algorithms, algorithms. Uh, Okay, so is anyone actually willing to posit a definition for algorithms? Okay. Okay. Uh, A list of instructions uh, with which you can solve a problem. Yeah. I mean, that sounds perfectly good to me. Juan, you, you came close to the microphone. Um, if there's anything else that you, I would add that it would have maybe an input and a solution. So given this, this is how you arrive at this. Okay. Yeah. I, I think uh, the one thing that I think both of you are, are kind of missing about the whole idea is that it describes a method. I mean, it's a list of instructions, which, uh, you, you know, takes an input and does give out an output, but it's a list of descriptions, dis descriptions. Destructions, dis, descriptions, instructions. I, I don't know what I was trying to say. I was, I was word associating there until I got to the right one. It's a, it's a list of instructions uh, that define or describe, which is where those Ds came in from earlier, some sort of effective method for solving a problem. I like how you went back and correct. You know, you explained why you why you screwed. <laughs> Ooh, no, up no, no, I just realized that. Like it was in my head. I'm like, oh, that's where that D came from because I seriously had forgotten where it came from. Another plunge into the mind of Samuel Hansen. It's a scary place to be. You got anything to add, Kevin? <laughs> no, you've been, you've been silent for I'll, quite I'll a long time. I'll make up for it. Sam's no. a dick. <laughs> that's where the D came from. He was thinking a dick. <laughs> And Brandon's muted. Uh, first mute of the day. Way to go, Brandon. <laughs> You're still muted. Uh, okay, so so Kevin, I mean, as as much as you've been uh, yelling at me, uh, Juan's now muted too because he's trying to give his mic to Brandon. Uh, uh, so, I mean, as much as you were yelling before, you are the comp side person. I mean, you... You actually do program regularly. You're the one who set up the new ridiculous network that we have in the apartment. Oh, uh, say. And, and you uh, are an informatics student currently at UNLV, unlike all of us idiotic math people. <laughs> so uh, when you hear the term algorithm, what, uh, what actually comes up in your head? Uh, basically, Cody's definition, just a method to get from an input to an output. <laughs> Seriously, not yep, gonna spin not up gonna anything, add else. anything else. No, I'm not gonna say anything about flowcharts, pseudocode, maybe Turing machines. No, because nope. then he would be a fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, Sam, you just mentioned those, didn't you? <laughs> okay, so what's the first algorithm that any of us ever learned? Well, okay, if, like, first mathematical algorithm any of us ever learned. Adding. Addition. Yeah. The, I mean, it's it's the addition algorithm, and it, because if you think of it, I mean. Specifically, uh, the method, the placeholder method of uh, long addition, of carry addition, that we know, uh, which has not actually uh, been around for all that long, it turns out. Um, it's actually a term called algorithm. Uh, algorithm. Algorithm. 
uh, algorithm, uh, algorithm, algorithm, algorithm. It's it's hard to hard to tell the difference between those two. Uh, according to the Wikipedia definition, is a technique of performing basic arithmetic by writing in place value form and applying a set of memorized rules and facts to the digits. So that is actually the. Uh, I mean, that's the addition algorithm. It's also in the multiplication algorithm. And, and this is this is kind of uh, well, kind of important. This is actually incredibly important. This is what Al Khwarizmi uh, was the first was where the term came from. Uh, he was uh, his years were uh, seven eighty to eight fifty uh, CE, so current era, um, common era, not current era. Uh, he was a Persian mathematician, astronomer, geographer, and scholar, uh, and it was through la the Latinate form of his name that the term algorithm and algorithm is uh, defined. And and so he he was the person who kind of pushed this as being the big thing to do. Uh, and this this is not until you know the eighth century. Uh, and before that, you have to think of uh, the types of digits that were used. We're talking like Roman numerals. Which uh, addition and multiplication were not actually very easy because those dealt with, uh, instead of places, they had actually just completely different numbers for each uh, magnitude. Yeah, I've, I've seen uh, examples like, like... There were algorithms for it, but they yeah, were Yeah, it's nasty. not like with the lower numbers, addition with the Roman numerals is not too hard. But once you start getting into the, the, the higher magnitudes, it becomes just absolutely diabolical. Yeah, if, if this one They thing... don't scale. <laughs> oh, I was paying attention. I was paying attention to uh, that history of math course. All that, like the whole first two weeks, he was just talking about Roman numerals and shit. Still in chapter <laughs> one. Oh, by the way, different history of math course than the one yeah, I used yeah, to yeah, complain yeah, yeah, about. This is a totally different one, the one I'm grading for. And it's just. it's. And they were talking about Roman numerals, adding, subtracting, multiplying, dividing, and everything. And then talking about abacusi, abacuses. Abacusi. Abacusi. Yep. Well, that uh, term carrying came from carrying over the beads yeah. into the next one, which is kind of interesting. Okay, let me, I, uh, this is something now that I'm curious about. We're talking about the addition algorithm. At what stage in your school did you learn the, the method of carrying in addition? I was born with it, actually, so I don't know. Because I didn't learn it till first grade, and I feel like I learned it late. Yeah, you did. I learned it when I was three years old. Okay. Uh, okay. But that was because my father was a former math teacher. All right. So, uh, that, I mean, that just, it really doesn't have much bearing That's about on Sam. It. How about everyone yeah. else? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, thank you for sharing that, Sam. Dick. And no. Anyways, um, I, I think it no, I think I was around first grade, too. Yeah, okay. yeah I think first grade for me, um, too. I, I'm oh. definitely sure that uh, I learned how to... Uh, go when you're subtracting numbers. How to go to the next place to borrow? Right. Um, in second grade, so I'm pretty sure first grade is where I learned how to carry number, uh, carry digits over. Hmm. Yeah, I always felt like I learned that late, but of course that's <clears throat> all right. Yeah, I, I actually, I mean, I, I mean, I really can't answer the question properly, so I'm gonna keep on pushing us on here. All right. Uh, <laughs> I, well, I mean, it, and those were, those are the. Uh, First algorithms that uh, we dealt with. Now, uh, it, it, let's go through some of some of the algorithms that uh, we kind of know. Now, I know uh, Brandon had mentioned one earlier today as the one thing that he might know about algorithms. Euclidean algorithm. And what is that? It's right. It's coming with a linear uh, combination of 
well, coming up with the GCD of two numbers as the linear combination of, I think that's what it is, right? It's moving backwards. When you yeah. use the division mm -hmm. algorithm to get the GCD, you can use that, and then you can uh, write the GCD of two numbers in a linear combination backwards with the Euclidean algorithm. Kind of cool. It is yeah. cool. It, it's, uh, I never, I didn't know about it until, until I was, I don't know, uh, I must have been a junior in college when I first yeah, learned Yeah, until uh, abstract algebra. Yeah, yeah it, it's, it's, it's a very, much. it's a very, a very useful tool. I, I think more useful than, uh, uh, than, uh, than I thought it would be. But I used it quite, I mean, for large numbers, it was very handy. I liked it. What's really cool now is the notation that we always saw, the, the, how it's in like an ordered pair. And then they explained it that the ideals, yeah, the ideals yeah. generated by yes. those two, yeah. and that's what, yeah, and that's why it's denoted that way. Sam's looking at us like we're like we're retarded. And we're like, that's because you aren't in this semester, bitch. <laughs> no, <laughs> bitched out. No, instead I just get to sit around at coffee shops for five hours every day. Because that doesn't make so, you a tool so bag. Speaking of nice algorithms, I like the the one algorithm where you input um, uh, a certain person and. If this person has Sam-like qualities. Okay, so... <laughs> I, I want to hear more about this. So if it has Sam-like qualities, then... Uh, so, Cody, what's an algorithm that pops into your head? Um, well, you know, it's funny. When you say algorithm, the first thing I think of is um, Dijkstra's Dijkstra! Algorithm. The thing is, I don't, actually, I don't actually know what it is. <laughs> what the I fuck just, are you I talking I just know about? of Dijkstra's algorithm, and, and I, don't, I don't know what it is. Um, also... It's used to build a tree... Yeah, it's uh, oh, really? short, uh, shortest path. Shortest path. Yeah, I was trying to find if it was maybe depth first search or, uh, but I, 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 I mix up Kruskal and Dijkstra from time to time. Yeah, Dijkstra. It's totally understandable. <laughs> Dijkstra's algorithm is for finding uh, shortest path length. Oh, okay. And then uh, also bubble sort. Ooh. Bubble sort is a good one. <laughs> not very efficient. I know it's <laughs> not very efficient. But okay. Okay. Kevin, Mr. I'm not going to talk about anything. <laughs> this, this lets us get into one of the fun things about algorithms. Uh, I mean, when, when we talk about algorithms, we're going to go a bit into the history in a, in a while here. And Juan is apparently just finding it very funny watching me try to control the show. I lost control years ago. Uh, and this is something that is studied very heavily in uh, algorithm theory whenever you take an algorithm course. And this is, uh, Kevin, why did you go when uh, Cody mentioned bubble sort? <laughs> One more time. Because it's, because it's really slow compared to other sorting algorithms like yeah. quicksort. Yeah, so, <laughs> whoa, wow, just that quicksort is the quickest? So wh why are they, what, what's the difference? Like, I, I don't want to, I... Don't know, like why? Well, I, yeah, I, I don't know the. Sort. I don't know the the specific details. Of each I knew algorithm. at one point, but I have forgotten. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, think, I think I can. But, I think I can describe bubble sort. I, I think. Okay, it, go ahead. I'll, I'll look up quick sort and okay, then we'll okay. find I think the difference. Bubble sort. You take you take a list of of uh, uh, items or, or quantities, and then what you do is you just take since you can only in a computer you can only compare two values at a time. You take the first two items on that list and you compare them. Uh, and if uh, once the smallest one goes to the first position, the earliest position in the list, and then you look at the next two, 
and you switch those. Oh yeah, that that has awful. Yeah, and it goes. Because then you have to go like, through it a whole bunch yeah, of yeah, it's yeah. like time. big well, O you, in factorial time yeah, or something you, like you that. Like, it's called bubble sort because basically you like you float the big yeah. pieces up mm-hmm. to the top, yeah. and then once you hit the top, you do it again mm-hmm. and again. That and again. sounds incredibly uh, long to sort. In worst case and average, it's uh, in squared complexity. Oh wow! And, and, and this you know, for a sort for a sort in That's squared is, is nasty. Uh, because uh, quick sort, which I have, I have looked up, uh, is in log n, and w- we'll define nice. exactly what we're talking about there in a second. Uh, let's see implementation. Okay, uh, pick an element called the pivot. Uh, reorder the list so that all elements with values less than the pivot come before it, and all values with greater come after. Pick another pivot. Do it again. Oh, okay. Uh, so you, it's a recursive one, which is where the login ah, comes from. Now it doesn't; okay. it won't pick the same pivot twice, right? It'll just pick one and then never go to that one again. It'll pick a new one different from that, so that it that, yeah, so yeah, it because because after that you, you're partitioning it. <clears throat> okay, okay. Uh, oh, so with you're, each pretty, you're breaking it up, and then okay, so you're breaking it half and then half yeah. again, and yeah, and and it's which a is, lot. No, that would be log time. Yeah, yeah, uh, and and so when we're talking about time here, we're actually talking about complexity uh, and. In other words, given an input of size n, how long will it take for this thing to run? And this is uh, specifically referred to as big O notation. Fuck big O notation. Okay, but we talked. Okay, we were we were <laughs> talking. said this the other day. We were talking like, about this in the office, or like the other day, as you said. But you mm-hmm. actually agree with me when we're talking about algorithms. It's an okay thing to deal with because we're ta- dealing with time complexity instead of the other things. Yeah, keep it out of math. Uh, but yeah, so when we're talking about uh, big O notation, that is the the largest, the kind of the worst case time value. An upper bound, if you will. Yes. Thank well, there's you. There's a lot of fucking upper bounds. There's <laughs> a shit about them. It's the, it's the least it's, upper bound that I can care about. Yeah, well, that's what generally, uh, when you define big O, you're generally talking about the least upper bound. Okay. You know, it's just the worst case scenario for that situation. Clearly... Okay. If it's big O in squared, uh, it would run within big O in cubed time. Because Obviously. n cubed is of a higher order of magnitude. Unless that, you're between 0 and 1. But n can't be between 0 and 1. No, because n is an integer. Yeah. <laughs> Way to go. <laughs> wow, he's just very mean today. I just Actually, I, I had no idea, Cody. I just said that to be oh, a dick. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and and so that that's uh, I mean that's when we're dealing with complexity notation. That's why quicksort I mean would be a, make Kevin, as a person who does these weird magical computer things, a lot happier of a person than bubble sort. As a matter of fact, I I would not be a happy person with bubble sort. In all honesty, probably true. Yeah, I, I wrote a bubble sort program once. I'm sorry. Sorry. You would. You no, say. <laughs> Sorry that there's another... Did you, did you bubble sort out the letters for Hello World so it would print properly? Oh, Hello World. <laughs> <laughs> but bu- bubble sort does have its uses. It is a good intro programming problem. Mm-hmm. It certainly is. And, and, that's, and that's why algorithms today are so important is because algorithms in computer science, specifically algorithms in programming, are so closely related. Yes. Yes. Have you ever tried programming without setting up an algorithm first? It's ugly. Done it. Yeah. Example. 
No, no, no. <laughs> no, I just I, usually, I don't lay out algorithms usually before. Usually, <laughs> I yeah. If, if you realize what you're doing and then but you at least you go back like and, lay out pseudocode in your head, right? Yeah. Now, now pseudocode is a way of representing algorithms with natural language. Yeah, you don't realize how bad it is until after you're done. And <laughs> until it takes five your, yeah. years to run. Like, yeah. Okay, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go get some dinner, I'll get some drinks. I'll be back. Okay, so let's go back to some of the history. Now, the uh, modern idea of algorithm, of course, started with Turing. Uh, well, it started a little bit before Turing because it started with David Hil- David Hilbert and his what problem, Brandon? What? The horrible word I can't pronounce. Oh, oh. Algorithm. The Entscheidung problem? <laughs> yes, the decision problem. Entscheidung problem? Thank you. Your mom is so fat that the algorithm to calculate her weight causes a buffer <laughs> overflow. <laughs> oh, snap! Hello! I don't, well, was that aimed at Cody? Yeah, I don't. I did not think that that was directed to me. <laughs> no, but. I didn't. No, I think we all just, general, I mean, just I came just, down the line. Yeah, to yeah. Just kind of like just yeah. general putting it out there. <laughs> just so <laughs> you know, my mom has multiple sclerosis. I'm so. not gonna. I'm still not gonna feel guilty. <laughs> not gonna feel guilty. It's genetic. He pulls that on me all the time. Uh, and and so it was, but it was with Turing and his. Uh, that word Brandon said. And Shadow. Yes, the, his paper about that where he. Uh, showed uh, the halting problem uh, was undecidable, where really the, uh, the modern idea of algorithms, specifically computer algorithms, really started to uh, come to fruition. But it was not until, as Brandon intimated earlier, Minsky and Jurovich, uh, that we actually had a proper formalization of what an algorithm is. Now, Minsky said, but we will also maintain with Turing that any procedure which could naturally be called effective can in fact be realized by a simple machine. Although this may seem extreme, the arguments in its favor are hard to refute. Just essentially defining, uh, as Jurovich said, Turing's informal argument in favor of his thesis justifies a stronger thesis. Every algorithm can be simulated by a Turing machine. According to Savage, an algorithm is a computational process defined by a Turing machine. And so that, that is where we get our nice formal definition. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> Turing, <laughs> Turing Seriously, you man. did not understand? I actually understood that. Yeah, that I was kind of just stopped yeah, that listening. Was, that was fundamentally the church Turing thesis, right? Well, it's, it's actually defining it in an even stronger way. Oh, okay. uh, it's defining algorithms using that thesis. Oh, okay. I forget what the Turing machine, what Turing machine is again. A uh, Turing machine is a abstract uh, machine which can calculate anything that is calcul- calculable. Oh, so it's just an, it's like a theoretical thing. It's like yes. A, hy- a, hy- a hypothetical thing. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Done. Theoretical computer science is based on the idea of Turing machines, uh, which are also a, uh, equivalent to register machines as well as the Lambda calculus. If you remember, if you've ever learned those in this set theory. See, I only, I only ever learned the register machines versus I never got proper training with Turing. Machines. Yeah, but they're, they're exactly equivalent. Right. It doesn't really matter which one you've had training in as long as you've had training in one of them, which apparently means Brandon is useless. Um, Sorry. I don't suck dick all day with Turing. <laughs> I actually do other important stuff. Well, he was gay. I I think that that's what the comment was, but Ah. that was an incredibly homophobic comment considering he was probably the most important mathematician of the past century. And I don't think that his personal sexual views have any bearing on his quality as a person or as a mathematician. Indeed. No. (laughs) 
Definitely doesn't. Okay. Well, there we go. Uh, so some of the big ideas about algorithms are uh, time complexity, which we've already spoken about, and then, of course, halting. Oh, if, you halt write an, if you write an algorithm, will it finish? Juan. Um, what the halting problem is saying is... No, like not you, what the halting you, you problem is. I did not pass. ask that. I asked <laughs> if I write an algorithm, will it halt, yes or no? I'm going to say that it will not halt because Sam is a dick and the algorithm will be stubborn and just say, hey, I don't want to work for this piece of shit, Sam. That is wrong. So. The answer is I don't know. It's an undecidable problem. Well, we just decided it. <laughs> Proof will be in the next, in the next combinations of permutations. <laughs> Proof in volume two of combinations of permutations. Assume the not. It left as an exercise to the listener. <laughs> What? <laughs> what the heck? Sam, why are your hands in your pants? <laughs> <laughs> wow, this is this is just we're just losing it. Okay. Can somebody please like unplug Sam or something so we can we'll continue. So, back so a to high the level halting. description of express Oh yeah, uh halt, well no, I mean that's essentially we you never know if a algorithm's going to halt or not well, yeah. without examination. You have to actually you, well, and running this. You have to run thing. it. I mean, but then even then, if it never halts, you don't know that it's never going that's to. That's true, I guess. Which is a terrible problem. It's like a Schrodinger type thing <laughs> yeah. going on there. It's still going. Is it going to stop? I don't think it's going to stop. Well, can you prove it's not going to stop? Yeah, that's totally like... Yeah, I mean, I guess you could technically look at the code and see that you're stuck in an infinite <laughs> loop and that it's never yeah. going to stop. But can't you have, can't you have an algorithm one. that will... Yeah. Can't you one. have an algorithm that'll run forever that is not necessarily stuck in an infinite loop? Well, yes. Yes, you can. I'm just stating yeah, yeah, a one that cannot halt. I mean, a there counter, are ones... A counter. It just continues yeah. counting. Yeah, yeah but I was... Just I can, was yeah, plus one, plus plus. I was, I was plus specifically back. referring to something that... I mean, something right. you could tell could never could halt. Uh, such as a program that is written in this form. Is the program running? Yes. Repeat. <laughs> that would also be a, a program that's nearly impossible, Im impossible, impossible to break because there is no time that you could jump into that cycle. It's two lines. Pull the plug. <laughs> I won't stop. I, I plugged it back in. It's still running. Wouldn't that ultimately um, result in computers becoming sentient? Oh hell no, no, no! It would it would result in computers continually being incredibly dumb because <laughs> the only thing that they would do is like yes, 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 yes. Has anyone yes. ever seen the annoying orange? Sam looked just like it when he was doing that. <laughs> I, I don't know what you're talking about. Go but look I'm pretty, it up. I'm pretty Go sure it's a mutable offense. Uh, <laughs> so I, I, one of the most important things with algorithms is expressing them. Uh, you know how how are you going to describe your algorithm? Uh, and so uh, there's there's three according to the Wikipedia article, and this actually makes sense. There's three levels of description. You have a high level description, an implementation description, and a formal description. Uh, and so high level would be, uh, you know, prose to describe it. So in other words, kind of like the level of pseudocode. You know, you're writing in, you know, a natural language definition of the steps with which you're going to take. Uh, implementation definition, this would either be, uh, you know, I would say Juan, but this clearly can't uh, deal with him. Kevin sitting in front of a computer and coding. 
or uh, me writing down the actual state diagram for a Turing machine. Those would both be implementation level. Uh, oh, nope, not according to this. Formal description would be the Turing machine. I guess implementation uh, level would be uh, defining the possible states of a Turing machine. <laughs> I, I don't know, but it would definitely be coding. I mean, that's clearly implementation. Okay. Coding, I was, that's so, that makes me cringe just thinking about it. I didn't never like that. Coding? Coding. Yeah. No. The the word or the actual action? The action. I was just never that good at it, I guess. I it was just such a miserable experience for me. It was sad. Hey, what <laughs> what about it? Did you just never define your algorithms beforehand? I, I usually yeah, well kind of, maybe not close enough. I usually ended up pointing to bits of memory that didn't actually exist. Which apparently the computer had a problem with <laughs> whatever. Just um, code in Python, man. <laughs> I don't have to, to worry about any of that shit. <laughs> I had to do it in C++. Never use Python. Only C++. Uh, Python's very useful because you can uh, write... <coughs> uh, what is it? Just uh, input anti-gravity and you start to fly? I believe it's the old XKCD comic about Python. <laughs> Python's a ridiculous programming language where you can type pretty much anything and it works. Really? Nice. That's pretty awesome, actually. Yeah, I try to make it a lot like easy easy to understand i don't know i don't program in python no well i i don't think what do too you program many... in right now mostly php it's php so web language yeah it's a web okay. yeah so yeah php html uh, ajax javascript stuff okay okay yeah i don't know anything about those Just <laughs> basic c++ not very good. good theoretical languages <laughs> really <laughs> Just that markup languages are not good theoretical languages. They're no, not PHP just these. PHP isn't a markup language. Well, yeah, but you did mention Ajax as well as HTML. Which yeah, HTML is a markup language. It, Ajax is halfway a markup language. Asynchronous Java and XML. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I know, but no, that's just the data it moves. That's just the data it moves. Is the uh, it, still has, it still has ML in its definition. <laughs> I'm counting it as a markup language. <laughs> I'm the host. I'm right. Worst computer language ever? Assembly. No. <laughs> no. Are you kidding? Assembly's amazing. No. People who know assembly can make computers do things that other people can't. Good for oh, them. Well. <laughs> I still hate it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. We're going... We, we're, this is not the Programming Languages podcast. Uh, we might, yeah. Fuck that. We might talk about that at some later date. Uh, so... It's the... Uh, I, I, I was going to go somewhere. Elegance. Elegance of algorithms is important. More elegant in algorithm. Like the addition algorithm is a very fast and elegant algorithm. I mean, that's an important thing when you're talking about algorithms. I mean, you need it to be clear. You need to be well-defined. Uh, and you need it to be easy to use. Because yep. otherwise you end up with crufty piles of crap like the algorithms that, say, run the back end of Windows ME. <laughs> Slam. <laughs> if Microsoft will accept your algorithm, clearly you have not put enough work into it. Indeed. <laughs> Look at Vista. <laughs> Seriously, Vista, not Don't that bad me. compared to ME. Don't sue me. ME was the worst <laughs> thing ever. Emmy was worse than Windows 2.0, and Windows 2.0 wouldn't even boot. I swear. <laughs> <laughs> 
What was the old Windows that the Windows was it? What was the one the green background? You had the icons all over the desktop, and that you had to click on. You're thinking three point one. That's what I was saying. What three point one? I couldn't remember. I actually kind of enjoyed three point one. I liked it because you'd have to go like you'd have to start a command prompt. You have to go run win, and then. Go in there and play solitaire. It's about all you could do. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's let's talk about some of the basic methods behind doing algorithms. Then this this is probably the last thing we talk about. Uh, and this is these are things that you may have heard of before that we may have talked about before as well. Uh, and the first one is the one that's uh, clearest. And I'm going to ask Kevin to define it. What is a greedy algorithm? I'm not going to define that. <laughs> Why not? Because. Seriously, one talk into the mic and two fucking define greedy algorithm. No. Why not? Seriously. I refuse to define that. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. I'm intrigued. One, yeah. define greedy algorithm. Um, when you have a few algorithms like sitting around, <laughs> and there's like, there's like uh, a bunch of cookies. The greedy algorithm is that algorithm which takes more than its share. Um, which okay. I think Cody? I go with that. Do you know what a greedy algorithm um, is? I would say a greedy algorithm is an algorithm which is impl implemented with no concern for elegance. Uses, right. all, uses a lot of memory. I don't know. No. What about Kevin? Seriously. Help these people well, out. Well, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I don't remember the formal definition. Oh, it doesn't have to be a formal definition. Uh, yeah. Well, like an example would be like you're making change for something and you're always choosing the biggest denominations first and it's not the most efficient. Like the, it doesn't actually end up giving you the least amount of coins or something. Oh, okay, like okay. if you had to give 30 cents in change, a greedy algorithm would pick a quarter first and then oh. there's five cents left. Or, oh. or uh, the, the 30 is a bet. 29 cents. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> would pick a quarter first and then have to give four pennies left to finish right. it when it'd be better off given. No, no. 29 doesn't yeah, 29 work either. Doesn't That's there, there are cases. I get, I, I get, yeah. yeah, we see the idea. Yeah, we see the idea. I, I'm seriously, I'm, I'm blanking. Big, I'm blanking more, on one of them. Probably close to like 89 or something like that. Yeah, it's some. It's somewhere in there. Something where, where you take two quarters and then maybe take dimes and then yeah, uh, I, and you could take. You and, know, but and that's that's the basic idea. That's exactly right. The idea behind greedy algorithms. And there are cases where the greedy algorithm is the most efficient algorithm. In uh, coin making, it is, or in change making, it is not. Uh, if we could think up a good example, that would be wonderful, <laughs> but we can't. Uh, and but it is, it's exactly that. You don't, you always make the greedy choice. Whichever thing gets you closest to the end, or at least whatever looks like it will at that point in time, do that. And and so I'm that's that's the idea at that point. Uh, there's another method called dynamic programming. Uh, and this is uh, the use, uh, dynamic programming uses uh, sub-problems. So you have a bunch of overlapping problems within the original problem, and you kind of have small algorithms that figure all of those out while you're going. It's, so it's, it's, an, odd, it's an odd method. It's very hard to describe. It's like it's a algorithm slave taskmaster who's doing yeah, it's like an assembly smaller, line lesser yeah. algorithms to do its work for it while it sits back and grows fat on the products of the other algorithms. Yes, yes exactly. That, that's a fantastic metaphor. Wow. It's a Thank capitalist you. algorithm. <laughs> yeah. It's very much a slave driver. Uh, driver. I, seriously, I cannot speak today. Uh, okay, so Juan, what is a recursive algorithm? Um, one that uses itself. It calls back to uh, a previous algorithm that it has within its own well, a previous own. result that it had already got to calculate the next yeah. step. But yeah, no, no, that's that's exactly correct. Itself. I'm not going to say anything mean about you. You were right. 
A lot of algorithms. That, that is what's up. Yeah, That's recursive algorithm, like the the algorithm for calculating uh, the next Fibonacci number. And the Towers of Hanoi. Well, clearly, because Fibonacci is a recursive yeah. sequence. Well, yes, but it's defined using what we would now call a recursive algorithm. Yeah. We did not call it that when it was originally defined, probably, but uh, it is now, and that is take the previous two numbers in the sequence, add them together, and you get the next number. And, and so, that, I mean, that's a wonderful way of defining what recursion is. I mean, if, I, anyone else think of another recursive thing? Recursion's fun. Well, I like, like, like I said, Towers of Hanoi, that was, uh, I had to program that one in my, in, uh, when Towers I was doing C++. Awesome. That, was, that was a lot of fun to do. I, uh, that was totally new to me, uh, approaching that problem in that way of, of, of doing that. And that was, I thought that was the coolest thing in the world. Wow, oh, shit, that just, I totally just clicked. Hanoi is a level in Black Ops. Indeed it is. Uh, Hanoi is also look for the a there. large city in Vietnam. I know. <laughs> Black Ops takes place in Vietnam. Just, oh, okay. I, I did not know why. that That's because I don't, I don't care. I know. Just, just, <laughs> just to reinform. Okay. And then, of course, finally, let's talk a little bit about every programmer's absolutely favorite method of algorithm design, I'm sure everyone will back me up on this, brute force. Indeed. Hell yeah. <laughs> Indeed. The least elegant, absolute worst possible way in general of programming an optimal algorithm, the brute force exhaustive search. And this is calculate every possible result for this thing and then search through and find out which one is the smallest or the biggest or matches whatever you're looking for. The most even. Like this, you're trying to find the solution to a polynomial. And all you do is you plug in every number. If, not, if this, done, Until one, else, else plus one. No, no. See, <laughs> if, if you want to do it proper brute force, you wouldn't even stop. Just keep going. You would just keep going until like some arbitrary upper bound. Until the computer crashes. Yeah. Oops, so, so Kevin, brute, brute force is a very uh, memory unintensive way of programming, right? Like it doesn't use much memory. It doesn't use up much storage. No. You're supposed to yell no. at me. Yeah. Call my fuckhead. See, ha having never actually taken it, I can't be too sure, but it seems to me that numerical analysis is a brute force algorithm way of doing mathematics. No. No? Well, I mean, it's, it's just generally they're calculating things that do not have closed form solutions. I mean, they're doing, you know, a lot of PDE work and things like that. Or perhaps it's something uh, like using, say, the Runga Kunta for solving integrals. Mm -hmm. uh, it's, it's one where it's an integral that would be really fucking hard. Right. Super hard. Like, what's what's a really hard integral? What's something for the integral B that Cody was not allowed to take part the in? That was bullshit. Infinity to infinity of log log of x plus one over what? one plus x squared all squared. Okay, yeah. Now, would you rather actually solve that, or and and I'm saying you're an engineer or a physicist at this point, not a mathematician. Oh, right. okay, okay. Would you rather fucking solve that? Or type it into your TI-89, <laughs> which uh, probably uses a Runga Kunta 4 algorithm 
uh, in order to approximate. A word on that. You pronounce that runga. I always pictured it as being pronounced runge, which I thought was really cool. <laughs> How cool would it be that the last name runge? <laughs> Runge. Yeah, real cool, Cody. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, and it makes sense. Even even for mathematicians, in many ways, it makes sense. If you just need to kind of, and you know you're error bound. Right. I, I mean, you just, it's not exact, but we're talking one minute versus an hour and a half. Right, right. Or but you, you appreciate you appreciate the uh, the absence of elegance in that sense. Yeah, yeah. Except, I mean, I've programmed the Runga Kunta before. That's an elegant-ass yeah. algorithm. It's incredibly effective. It gets a lower airbound uh, versus higher, uh, or a lower airbound and runs just as fast as, uh, say, Newton's method. Which, clearly, knowing it was yeah. named after Newton, yeah. I should have known was shit. Obviously. Obviously. <laughs> I mean, come on. Oh shit! I was gonna talk. Long intersecting. I was, I was gonna talk <laughs> some about uh, Calcio uh, Reductio by Leibniz when we were talking about algorithms, but I, I don't think I'm going to because I think that this is probably a decent point to end it. Think we did better than last week, guys? I definitely do. I feel like this yeah. was a really good episode. Actually, yeah, it was pretty good. I would not know, but I like this episode, so I'm gonna say yes because I'm guessing. Kevin, you got anything to add? Yeah, I can't compare either. I was told to stay in the bathroom during the last one. Yes, I do. <laughs> it's true. He said, get out there and don't make any noise. I had nothing to do with that, by the way. Yeah, that's, a, that's essentially what I did say. Uh, but I did not force him to go to the bathroom. That was the sushi. Uh, <laughs> for Kevin Benton, Juan Marcel, Brandon Metz, an official beard, as well as episode 50 quiz show winner, Cody Palmer. I am your host, Samuel Hansen. Thank you very much for listening. And so that is it for today's episode of Combinations and Permutations. If you want to leave any feedback or suggest a topic for this show or just tell me how much you really, really hate me, like all of my guests always seem to, send me an email, samuel at acmescience.com. If you want to know more, though, about the topics we discussed on today's program, head on over to acmescience.com where you will find a blog post containing links to some of the things that we talked about. The music on this episode is, as it always is, from SP12. You can find them over at opsound.org. Really, check out some of their other stuff. It's really, really good. As always, this episode is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike license. And if you don't know what that means, search Creative Commons. Really? They're awesome. Super, super, super awesome. And I do my best to support all the work that they're doing by every once in a while giving them some money, which you should probably do too. Thanks for listening. Hope that you download the next one too. Oh, and all the previous ones. Goodbye. <laughs>